heart, y'all. What is good? You're tuning in to another episode of Dope Girl Dialect. It's your girl, Samantha Shade. It's Yans the Goddess. And we are holding it down for Jodeci, not the group. We'll see you on the flip side, Jodeci. Yeah, girl. You, are. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have an amazing media... I don't even know what to say. PR expert, <laughs> entertainment yes. aficionado... Yes. <laughs> yes. Entrepreneur. Her name is Avery. Do I have to get the whole government? I, I love my name. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> I love my name. Everything. Let's do it. <laughs> Avery Watson in the building with us. And she's the CEO of, um, is it MAE? Yes, MAE. Multi Artistry mm. Entertainment. Yes, welcome. Welcome. Girl. Thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> me, ladies. You guys are awesome. Well, uh, just let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Avery Watson, also known as Miss Artistry. I'm a publicist and manager owner of Multi Artistry Entertainment, started out entertainment in 2010, um, working at BET, ASCAP, many, many other companies, um, Bad Boy, became an executive assistant there, and then um, eventually started my own business. So I started doing PR um, for like little small artists, independent artists, like a pop artist named Petra, and I kind of went out the window with that because she was pop and she was a new artist. I didn't think I would be able to get um, any press from that but I was able to maintain doing that so from her um, I eventually moved into different artists and then um, started doing PR for Rough Riders I worked on their reunion tour for their comeback and now I just have like a big amount of artists that I'm working with so many artists from like VH1 Love and Hip Hop from um, Stars Power HBO to Do's to uh, Bollywood artist, so I just have Ooh, Bollywood. Yes, I have yeah. a, a, just a nice I'm very versatile. <laughs> That's why it's called multi artistry entertainment. It's multiple types of art that I want to represent. So yeah. That's me, Avery, and I'm from the Bronx. I'm from New York, so yes, yes. and I'm, I'm a plus size influencer, so yes. We gotta talk about that too. Absolutely, it's a lot going on with that. Um, so today we're literally talking about just how to build connections um, in the industry, and also like your preferences as far as like how you get those connections and ma- and maintain them, because mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of times, you know, people get too comfortable when trying to make connections and it doesn't translate well as far as like what they want from you business wise if they want to move forward into like I guess like a regular friendship and sometimes that kind of clouds people's judgment as far as like moving further with them um, down the line to do business so how should people approach you if they're interested in working with you as an artist as an artist I mean, well, as an artist, I think you must know what you want and you must know the person you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. So doing a little bit of research, you know, not that much. I mean, sometimes you just can't know everything about someone, so Mm -hmm. it's okay. But know something that can spark my interest so I can feel open to really, you know, opening the door for a conversation. So I think really knowing who you're speaking to is key. And then on top of that, knowing exactly what you are looking for. So you are clear in your conversation. A lot of times artists just like ramble off or they're like, oh, you know, I want to just be lit. I just want to figure <laughs> this out. Like, I want to be on Hot 97. I want to be at this radio station. I want to be at Summer Jam. I want to be at Powerhouse. And it's like, that's not always um, the best way to approach someone. Mm-hmm. When you are underground, you have to know you know, to have your goals is great. And we all want to work towards those big goals because we want to become yeah. better people, better artists, better partners in business. We want to know what we're going after. But you have to be realistic. And I think as long as you're realistic and you have a budget and you're open to um, expanding expanding your own artistic environment and your business mind, I am willing to work with as many artists as I can mm-hmm. if the time permits. Yeah. If the time permits. So what if it's like a situation where the artist doesn't kind of know, they don't have a direction? Is that kind of like a turn off? Do you like... No, I mean, for the most part, what I'll do is like I have like a list of questions that I ask them prior anyway, before even working with them. Mm-hmm. So those questions will kind of gear me into the direction of where they may want to go. Yeah. So I just pick their brain and see what they're looking to do and see what they know. And then yeah. now I'm implementing um, a few modules. <laughs> 
where they have to know who I am, what my company is, and what the what the business is, like what's happening in, in entertainment right now, like mm-hmm. the music industry, independent level. Because I feel like right now, I mean, I can't, I can't fault someone from being super ignorant. Mm-hmm. I gotta give you something, but I can't give you everything. You have to research research on your own. Yeah, like but how I, bad do you want it? Yeah, so but I'm willing to like help enough to say, listen, this is who I am. This is my business. This is me. This is who I worked with before. This is what's going on in the entertainment industry. This is what's happening in PR. This is what's happening um, with um, independent artists. Just so you know, so you can probably see where you fit. Mm-hmm. Just well, so that you know, it's like a an overview. Yeah, for yeah. both you know both parties. Yeah, so it's difficult though. Because some artists don't want to understand, and it's or some artists don't have budgets, and it's, and it's hard, and it's very hard um, when you're independent. Um, it's very difficult when you're independent when you don't have anyone to turn to. Mm-hmm. You don't have a cousin that works at the radio. You don't have a a friend that writes for five blogs. It's it's difficult. So mm-hmm. yeah. So um, let's just backtrack a little bit. What made you want to start working in PR? It kind of fell on my lap. I had started a media company. Um, this media company uh, allowed me to meet as many bloggers and media outlets as possible, just working um, at award shows, uh, red carpets, working um, with different girls and just building my own network. So it just happened. It just fell on my lap. Literally, I realized that um, through an event that I was doing, it was called the Industry Mixer, and I would have different artists release their videos at my event and i would just display all their music videos at at this event it was at the vinyl at the old vinyl before it was called the vinyl manhattan Mm -hmm. and uh so i I, it was so many tvs i had the tvs going all the artists had their music and their music videos being played and we did interviews on the carpet i had them like get like 10 different interviews things like that and from there i'm realizing like i'm doing pr for all these artists individually really Mm -hmm. Technically, I was using that e- that event concept as a way to promote our website. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much, you know, it kind of fell on my lap from there. Okay. So I realized, like, oh, okay, I got the connections. Let me put it together and make <laughs> it work. Now, for me, if you're already listening to Dope Girls I like, you already know I'm the um, shy one, industry-wise. <laughs> like, in real world, I'm like, I'm crazy. <laughs> but, like, in industry, like, I suck at networking network you don't suck you just need to get a little bit better that's you all. came to my art networking panel last year uh, at day summit it was cool. I, i'm gonna have to go make sure i'm at your event so i can just get a little yes you come, know come, come come everybody come a little yes. judge yeah you know i mean about that but what would be some things or some points that you can give to somebody who's okay they're a new artist they have a dope project that they're coming out with mm-hmm. and they want to just get their stuff out. What would be some like at least five things that that person should do to get their presence known if they don't have like a PR team, but they can do on their or own. Or a budget because a lot of people don't have budgets. They think you could just work miracles. Yeah, I mean. It don't what, have to be five things, but it could no, be No, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I think the first thing we'll do, I, I would do if I was that artist, I would go and promote my promo materials like i will actually you know have a usb flash drive handy with a business card attached to it and first start with that so people can take you seriously we're not taking cds anymore everyone hello we're not taking cds so <laughs> don't give me do not give oh me a cd God. i don't people, have nowhere to place it <laughs> those people on uh, in Soho, i have nowhere to place it they be right in front of the freaking uniqlo passing out CDs. I'm just like, like you're better off. You're better off just giving me a flyer and, yeah. and letting me take a picture of it. And I'll get to it when I can. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what am I gonna do with the CD? Right. Yeah, seriously. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was first thing. It's just get straight to the point. Give them a flyer. Give them a USB drive. Let them hear the music if they could. And if they can't take on a flash drive, you can ask them. Like, hey, seriously. Like, you can. Like, if I was an artist, I'll be like, hey, like Yanni. I have a flash drive and um, a flyer. Mm-hmm. What would you prefer, the flash drive or the flyer? Because yeah. I spent money on this flash drive. If you're not going to use it, let me know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather you say that. Because then you know what? I'll take the flash drive. Just because you just you kept yeah. it real with me about like your own money, I, I'll, I'll actually put it on my computer now. Yeah. You have to do that sometimes just to see what somebody, you got to you know strike the person's interest and also make the person feel bad a little bit. Like, But don't, <laughs> but, but don't be pushy. Yeah. I kind of right. make you feel bad, but I also was like, I'm serious. What you want to do? It's your decision. I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm in your face. So that's just another way of just 
speaking to them, approaching them, and then actually having it in hand and them physically seeing you. Mm -hmm. That's like the best thing you can do without. Money can't buy that. No. Um, Second thing I would suggest... um, Using your family, like, um, I feel like there, a lot of people don't make use of Facebook, like, family groups. Like, my family, we have our own family, like, Facebook group. And I feel like Facebook groups are the key thing that you can do. Like, there's so many Facebook groups that you can go into, like, black people power empowerment Facebook groups or social media little Facebook groups. Like, you can join those things and just share your content. Mm-hmm. Somebody gonna see it. Yeah, yeah, share your content, and then you'll see somebody that may like it, and it might be a writer that might say, "Hey, I want to interview you," and then that writer might say, "Hey, I got a friend that writes for Complex. Like, I've been talking so much about you. He heard your music. He likes it too. Now, out of nowhere, you got a Complex feature. You started from this is fifty, even to Complex. Just mm-hmm. because you took your time out to actually research what's going on with these Facebook groups, what's happening in media. Yeah, actually getting you know getting to it on a computer. Um, the third thing is I would definitely use Instagram, not to just post to people who don't know you or who don't, or not to post to people who do know you, who's not supporting you. Yeah. I think to actually, um, just pay for promo, get people to, you know, pay for, pay the fat boy SSEs, pay the, the Trav Qs, pay the Jacobs, pay the Danny Deuces, pay all these social media influencers to promote your music. They need, they, need, they need the money. They work for themselves. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're all independent entrepreneurs. So if they if you if they can you know if you can give them a hundred dollars a week, you pick four influences for the month. You give them a hundred dollars each. Have them post it twice in a week. You making progress. You might hit like fifty k in a month. Mm-hmm. You might. Just might have fifty k views in a month. I hope y'all writing down these. Um, I gems. know <laughs> that was that was three, right? Um, yeah. Fourth one, I will actually, I will not invest in uh, performances. I would invest in the one. I'm sorry, I'll take all of that back. That's not what I meant to say. What I meant was I would look at these concerts that have a really good reputation. Um, such as like the concert craves and there's different things that these people um, book other artists and they have a successful track record of bringing out artists that are popular and that are good that is bringing out the crowd that you may have the same similar music or sound mm-hmm. with so concert crave hit up Julian he's really really good um, all his shows he got 6-9 in April um, so you know just get, get to those people that are actually spending their money yeah. On these good quality concerts and production and everything else, and pay them the five hundred dollars. Yeah, pay them the one thousand dollars to get your show. Make the money work for you because yeah, you can spend it somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you spend your money where the quality is just a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So that shows. I think I tapped social media kind of twice. Mm-hmm. Um. I hit on-site like promo marketing street marketing in a sense and then i guess the fifth one in terms of like hiring a pr or hiring a team it's necessary like work with your pr if you know like hey listen mm, you know what tax season is coming up let me get my pr for march mm-hmm. or february you know get for a down payment in february i know my taxes is going to come through at the end of march let me pay her the rest in March or whatever, be realistic and yeah. tell your PR what you got going on and they'll see. They may have a junior publicist that can work within that budget. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always work with the main publicist. They have teams, people that are all on the same page on where your career can go. So That's, that's a good five points. Like, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I know you're like a you're an entrepreneur. Like, so what are yes. like some of the I guess stresses or even the rewards that comes along with that? The rewards is just your own schedule. Mm-hmm. Everything else is stress um, <laughs> and your own money. But every, I mean, literally, it's um, you know, you know, I, even coming here, like I someone was hitting me up about a booking for a client, I couldn't not like answer. I had to just call him back. I had to I had to make sure that happened because mm-hmm. that's potential money. Um, for me as an entrepreneur um, and the other stress is I think it's just um, having finding time for your business your personal life 
and your business, your team, like your team to help your business and then you helping yourself by personally feeling good. Mm-hmm. So it's like that balance of all three of just not even four, yourself, your actual like paperwork for your business and then like your team and then your clients. Mm-hmm. So it's those four things are like very stressful to co- when you combine it uh, while working on campaigns, while traveling, family. It all depends on, on your on your values. Not everyone is really like family oriented, but you know I love my family. I love my mom, so I love my dad. So it's like I try to like tap into whatever I can. My friends, my family, mm-hmm. my my clients, industry friends, acquaintances, enemies. I try to like make time <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> And it becomes stressful. Yeah. So you gotta just like find sometimes find find balance. I think that's the hardest part when being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's finding balance. And then on top of that, it's like the struggles of just being a plus size woman in the entertainment industry and being an entrepreneur. It's like I have to maintain a certain level of just of just, you know, my 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 exterior. I have to look a certain way. So it's just it can be a lot. So did you um did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Because I know like so just a little background for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Avery met when we interned at Bad Boy together. And yes. um, I knew at that time, I don't, I mean, I had entrepreneurial, you know, <coughs> wants and stuff. But then I kind of try to focus on, let me work on a label. Did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or did you think there was like a lack for something and you wanted to fill that void? Uh, I think I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Literally, it started um, when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, was a part of Diddy's, um, Diddy's charity called daddy's house charities uh-huh. and uh i saw him running the marathon and i was just like <laughs> this is crazy like how are you a business entrepreneur in entertainment and you running a marathon like yeah. anything is actually possible so that's the slogan of my um my business is anything is possible and may mean may anything be possible um so from there i knew like i'm like all right I don't want to work for anyone else, but I had to crawl before I run. Mm-hmm. So let me intern everywhere. I interned everywhere. It was to the point where um, um, I was enrolled in Bronx Community College, and I had like two interns in two internships in one semester. I was interning at like Sony Red Music and um, like an independent radio station yeah. at the same time, and then like still had like 18 credits. On top of that, still had like I think I was also working at like a supermarket. So I had like three different things going on on top of school mm-hmm. and on and extracurricular activities. I just made time for what I thought was important at the time for me to build my skills up. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I knew it's been coming. Yeah, yeah I, I, I knew <laughs> I just was making my necessary steps to get there. Yeah, I wasn't high headed. I just knew what I needed to do before mm-hmm. getting there. So, yeah. How about you, Yanni? Um, I'm definitely trying to get on this entrepreneur sees. <laughs> no, really. Like I, um, when I was younger, I really was like, yeah, I'm working at a label. Like I want to be an A and R. I want to do this. Right. Me too. Like, that was my first initial thought. When yeah. I was first coming in. Exactly. Yeah. So, but then when you're there, um, you kind of get the behind the scenes look. You're like, oh, I can, I can do this too on my own, and then have my own rules and then apply what I learned from other places. So definitely, um, entrepreneurial sh- entrepreneurship is like the next step. Trying to follow me in footsteps, girl. Let's <laughs> follow each other's footsteps. Right? Yes. You, I mean, you was working for like Karen Civil. You had yeah. a lot of things going on. So, I mean, people still want to walk in your shoes, too. So, yeah. we got to just live our truth. That's so true. Absolutely. But, yeah, working at the label, um, for me, it was a great experience because I was able to just see what went, went on. And I was able to, to be able to lead now my clients in a way because I can say like I was in big label meetings mm-hmm. with the CEO of RCA Records you know and he asked me um he said he asked me in a group of interns do anybody know who Kid Ink was and all the little excuse me I'm sorry for any listeners that are white I'm not you know listen don't take any offense to this but <laughs> the little white kids was like what what's that and it was like me and one other black dude the, the, that one black dude I guess he was a square or whatever and I was just like <laughs> yes I know Kid Ink I listened to his music on MySpace this was MySpace was out oh, I'm like shit. I'm on MySpace he has this many followers I'm, I brought him I broke down everything about Kid Ink and next week he was signed and I was just like 
I ain't get a check. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the finder's fee? But it didn't really matter. He probably was already in process of getting yeah. signed. But I guess he just wanted to make sure that somebody knew about him. Mm-hmm. And I guess he knew what his market was mm-hmm. from speaking to me. So, yeah. That's I mean, labels is great. You learn and you be a part amongst people that you wouldn't even think that you would meet ever in your life. It's a great experience. Was there a place where you worked or internet where you kind of was like, oh, this was not... What the hell going on up here? Because I've, I've, I've always had, like, instances where I'm so excited about working somewhere. And then when I get there, it's, like, total opposite of what I expected or, like, wanted to experience. No, um, I wouldn't say my internships. I, I just exp- I um, went in the industry knowing that the industry is, like, fickle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not what you expected. I, I know it was smoking mirrors. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really, like, whatever. It was more so when I actually got a job as executive assistant for a nonprofit organization it's nonprofit organization it's a great nonprofit it's a great mission great everything and I felt like the CEO wasn't allowing me to wasn't allowing me to live my dream with him mm-hmm. I felt like me and him shared the same passion and as well as the same history so I thought that maybe me and him can align our worlds together mm-hmm. to make his business greater and it just didn't work out that way did you feel like it was maybe a sort of like a competition to him, like you working alongside him? No, the person just probably wasn't organized. And um, again, it's just balance. When mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're balancing yourself, you're balancing your dreams, you're balancing your team. He just probably wasn't in the balanced state at the time. He yeah, probably had to learn true. through me to say, oh, no, I need somebody like this. So they're not too much on me because this person was on it and I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it all depends on the person's like methods to their own madness. Like, if it didn't work, if it didn't work for me, it probably might work for someone else. That's true. You know, it is what it is. But I just really was, I felt so strongly about it because it was like he represented everything that MAE stand for secretly in my head. So. But again, everything has a reason. It's meant for me to have my own business. It's meant for you mm-hmm. to have your own business. We, we over there with it. Stay over there. <laughs> Stay over there. And, Stay I, over and there. yours is non-profit. I'm for profit. So. Okay. It is what it is. Now, you mentioned before a little bit that, um, you know, you have to represent for all the ladies, the plus-size ladies. First of all, you're beautiful. Thank you so yes. much. You're gorgeous. You got them love. Like the lady on the street was looking at your tights. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt them. She was, oh, my God. She was hilarious <laughs> today. Oh, my God. Don't hurt them. Now, how Thank important you. is it for you to have that be a part of your platform, you know, to represent for all the I guess chunky girls or beautiful, you know, girls out here who feel like they don't fit in um, society's mold aesthetically yeah. or whatever to the industry. It's, it's very important because we're in a plastic society right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like, oh, plastic surgery. Look at my butt. Fat transfer. Oh, everything is just like so plastic. Uh, I think it's very important because I want any woman that's felt like they couldn't get in the door or through the door because of their size or how they look. I want to be that person to make that change. I want someone, I mean, I was explaining uh, this is the scenario. One of my close friends actually said, he actually mistakenly wrote me a text message that he was writing to somebody else that was about me. Mm. And he mentioned, oh, heads up, she's fat. Wow. So, and I, I, I contacted him back and I said, wait, were you speaking about me? Because that's, so I'm not fat. That's mm. first of all. Second mm. of all, what does that have to do? With what does that have to do anything? Right. And he was like, "Well, when, when society look at big people, they look at you as slow, as you move slow." Interesting. So I was like, "That's not true." Whatever, whatever. But then again, I had to look at myself. Like I was raised in taking tap, ballet, hip hop, mm-hmm. jazz, African dance, singing, playing the piano, playing the violin doing step dancing, doing cheerleading, doing cadets. I might just be that fast fat girl <laughs> that you've never seen let before. Me, let me tell you. So that's, that's <laughs> my sister. My sister, you and my sister are like about the same size. Mm-hmm. She was on the track team and she was the fastest one. So that's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Like, yo, people be trying it. They really do. I know. I know. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, uh, you know, there's just open your mind like there is something different that's happening big people 
um, is actually being really, really loved um, on on the internet. I mean, they've been loved behind Maybe closed doors. Undercover. Yes, undercover guys all the time. It's, undercover. It's like, it's, and then now Rihanna, okay, she's a little, she's. Now y'all want to glorify fat? Right. Right. Y'all want to glorify her fat? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm guilty of it, though, because when I saw that double chin at the Grammys, I put a picture up on Instagram like, yes, we twins. Yes, okay. She can. <laughs> we twins. Pay respect. <laughs> Bye now. Well, I mean, it's just, and I don't know what Rihanna's doing to get fat. I don't know. If she she got a man. That's what it is. And her man so? love her. Yeah, she's been with that one dude. Yeah, that, but the billionaire guy. Yeah. And the thing is too, like, is he like Indian or he's like? I think he he's is. Like, he's like Arabic or something. Yeah. They like their women. They want like, them. They want you a little curve. They'll they'll make sure you she eat all that yeah. rice. They'll make sure you eat <laughs> all that rice with that saffron or whatever. Listen, brown boys make sure you eat. <laughs> they do. <laughs> They want you to eat curry and whatever else. Okay. Marsala, turmeric. 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 Y'all so crazy. Shit. <laughs> Rihanna, you better save me a plate. Right. Please. She looks so good, no, though. Like. She looks so good. The truth about that is because I sort of internalize it because I think I have body dysmorphic whatever uh, dysmorphia yep yeah i do no but i was very chunky when i was like in college and stuff uh-huh. like that and i i i focused my track on radio because i'm like oh nobody's have to worry about what i look like that right, i like right, just right. focus on my voice or whatever and then the format kind of flipped into this gotta do online video interviews and then seen. social media and then like you're on the carpet and then now you're trying to be a tv uh, vj and then it's just flipped into this whole thing and i kind of was like I don't want to do that. Like, and then, um, I find myself doing work where I was doing the groundwork and then my work was being presented by a light skinned bitch with right. long hair right. or that ambiguous and girl. That's annoying mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, I don't mind producing something, content that I know is going to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's mine. Yeah. It's back. mine. I'll yeah, yeah. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that back. I wasn't a fan of that. I was just kind of like irritated. And then I had people too, also, like a friend recently tell me, oh, yeah, like you should smile more on your Instagram. And I'm just like, what is the purpose? Like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. Why do that matter? Well, like, now why does that it's matter? It's all about personal branding and so even if you're not trying to brand yourself you are branding yourself so whatever people see is what, what they're going to assume what ex- you're about exactly um i mean for me right now like as a plus size woman i think i am breaking down like barriers in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. um i think there are other big girls in the entertainment industry that are are cool but i think i got the, the trophy on okay breaking the barrier in the industry because I really don't see that many big girls in the industry. Mm-hmm. No. I don't. I'm sorry. If they are, they're like fat white women somewhere mm-hmm. in the office. And yeah. they don't have to worry about even coming outside or doing anything. They don't got to grind, hustle, nothing. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. Like, I have to hustle. I got to meet people. I got to speak to people. I have to, you know, sell myself. I have to let them see that, hey, I am fly. I look good, right? You know, it's a lot of that. And, um, you know, just me loving myself and me loving me um, at this time has been probably like, the better time of my life. Mm-hmm. You're not know, gaining a few pounds. I'm so mad, y'all. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna lose back. Um, but yeah, um, I think this is the best time, like, for big girls to come out, like mm-hmm. plus size women to come out, whatever. And I'm all for like us coming together and building each other up. Now there's also something going on in, in the big in the plus size industry, like where um in all these magazines or these clothing outlets or whatever, the Lane Bryant's, the Ashley Stewart's, I'm considerably like too short. To do like modeling, really? Well, how tall are you? Can't say. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to lie to get in one. Oh my so, god! <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, like more prints and things that I've been doing on my Instagram is what I've been doing more mm-hmm. so of because runway and everything else, I'm too short to do it. They want you to be like five seven and up. Wow. Five, and then if you're five seven. And you're 200 pounds. It doesn't it look, look like you don't, you don't, you, You're a size 12, technically, or a 10. That's or something. me. Yeah, like you're Literally. not. <laughs> but you just got, like, extra love handles, so you look like plus size. No, girl, you just gained a little weight. You need to lose it, and you'll be back to size 7. Damn shade. <laughs> it's the truth. Just lose it, girl, because yeah. it don't take me that quick. It takes me a long time to lose this. Yeah. Too yeah, much to get down to, like, yeah. 50 pounds. So it's just, like, it's a difference. So, yeah, I mean, that's what happens. There's still discrimination within plus size people, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I even noticed like even ads and stuff 
they're like plus size but their stomachs are so flat like yeah. how realistic is that that is not like the typical look i don't think so it's no. not it's definitely like, not it's definitely not. It depends on the brands too. Like a lot of the UK brands, they they really do love their big women's over there. No, they like, do. Their clothes fit so much better. Like they do. They it, just cater to that market so well. Like Simply B, the, the, the coat that I have on, Simply B it's from UK, the best, and they're not paying me, you guys. <laughs> the best, the best, like the best coats, the best dresses, everything, and even Target. Like mm-hmm. Target got good plus size stuff too. So, I mean, it just all depends. I'm sorry I didn't make this a plus size. I know, no, <laughs> but it's important, though, because it's this industry is so, like, focused on the aesthetics. Like, you'll have people not even wanting to post your work or whatever because it doesn't go with their Instagram, like, yeah. or something stupid like that. And it's important to have these conversations because people really do get caught up I'm in the facade. Bitch, she will take forever to post a picture because oh, I got to line everything up properly, but I'm getting over that. Like, my Instagram just, is just all over. It looked like a bowl of hot soup. Like, it just looked crazy. But I just post. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, my likes are not, they, they are all cohesive and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like, I don't have no real, like, they just know that I'm about dope girl dialect, that I love to eat. And then you might see my titties from once in a while. You know, but right, other than right, that. Right. <laughs> Uh, hey, I mean, do what, do what works for you. If your titties is what's going to get your followers, your likes up, take it. It's okay. yours. You own them titties, girl. That's true. <laughs> even, if you, even if you pay for them. Yeah. Sure, I might. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just how I feel about being a plus-size influencer. I think that it's, it's great. I actually had a plus-size event that I hosted recently. It was a plus-size lingerie party. Ooh. Um, yes, it was very nice. And um, the owner of... Um, of the event, well, the organizer of the event was um, one of my sisters named Francina. And she's a really nice plus size girl, very nice. She, me and her was a part of this group called Ween, um, this women empowerment program. Mm-hmm. So me and her met a few years ago. And from there, people told her in the process of her program with Ween, like, oh, um, friend, you have to meet your big sister Avery. You remind me of Avery so much. <laughs> and then from there, it was just like me and her like, hit it off perfectly because we were able to relate to each other and just build. And so when she started her web series, her web series is about um, basically a plus size woman dating a guy and that guy doesn't really want to, you know, flaunt her around because she is plus size. Mm, yeah. So it's Black Panties. So that's why she had the, um, the plus size lingerie party Ooh. to go with it. And this is on YouTube? It's um the, the web series is on YouTube. It's called Black Panties, and her website is blackpanties.tv. Shout out to you, friend, right? Yeah, friend. friend. That sure right. sounds interesting. Yeah, so it's out, and it's also speaking about mental health and mental illness as well. Okay. Um, like in the urban community, so it's like a mixture of those two in one. So really cool. And the sponsor for that was um Kelly's Closet. Okay. Kelly's Closet um is a plus size, not really plus size. She does everything like one size fits all, a mixture of like one X. 2x 3x whatever um but kelly's closet really dope plus size lingerie line hit her up she has a really good following to like 200 over 200k followers and everything oh, nice. so yeah she posted me up i was excited i got some followers yes. <laughs> up. she's an amazing amazing woman so yeah i mean we came out like the event was really really good like my friends came unexpectedly i didn't expect my friends to come out they all were skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and the skinny girl's like, no, Avery, we love you. You know, come on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. It was great. It was great. I so yeah. That's how I mix it. I mix it all my roles together. No, you have like, to because I mean it just makes work cohesive. You don't have to do any code switching or anything. Cause hmm, that's extra work, extra stress. Right. hmm Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. But um um so you mentioned like Rough Riders. How did you um like get tapped to do that? Because that was big, like the reunion. I'm that's so like mad huge. I missed that tour. Um, how I got into that? Oh man. Um, let me tell you, <laughs> it was a long story, but um, pretty much my father, just a back history. My father is close with Swiss Beats' father. Oh, that's right. one, but that's not the reason I got the job. Um, pretty much before Rough Riders. I started getting my name up in PR because people were started seeing me really, really working, working. Oh wow, like she's getting her name up there. And then it came down to me and another publicist, Rough Riders, was like speaking up. They had like a full table conference of their whole team. And they're like, which PR should we use for this? And it came down to me and someone else. 
The other person backed out and said, oh, no, I don't want to do it. Oh. Give it to her. And, um, yeah, so the, the assistant to one of the CEOs of our Fridays hit me up and was like, Avery, you know, I like what you've been doing. Come meet up. Let's sit. Let's figure something out. They want you to do PR for them. Mm-hmm. And... Next week later, yeah, it's history. It was it, the rest was history, literally. Like, yeah, rough riders history. Like, legit, legit, <laughs> legit, legit. Like, did the launch of their tour, and it was a crazy, great experience. Like, yeah. I, I was able to really um, build myself up through that, and I, I was taken a, a very seriously after that. So I appreciated that. And that's like a testament to like you know even if you don't think people are watching, just continue to work and grind it exactly. out. Exactly. Someone and then, will see. Dmx it. was my favorite rapper, so. To, for everything to come around full circle in my mm-hmm. life, like literally, I was like watching Diddy at 12 years old and had my first article write up ever with New York Times attached to Diddy's name at 12. And then 12 years later, to actually work for him. And then like to have DMX as my favorite rapper and being from the Bronx. And then boom, years later, mm-hmm. I'm working with Rough Riders. I'm right here with DMX, like setting up interviews. Like yeah. crazy, like so surreal. So. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to manifest what you want to happen for your career. If you're not manifesting, you're not set, you're not planting seeds. Mm-hmm. You yes, have to plant seeds true. so they can grow. Yes, it I'm, might take two, twelve, two to twelve years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so it just, grew. Just keep watering that yeah. shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So we wanted to uh, talk a little bit about. Um, asking for favors yes. in the industry. Okay. Yeah, so like That's- we were talking about a little bit, we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want, if someone's asking for a favor, do you need them to do the whole, hey, how you doing? How's the kids? How's your mom? How's this? Mm-hmm. Or do you want them to get straight to the point, you know, kind of what do you need, what do you want? For, for me, um, I feel like I'm at a point where I just want people to just be honest. Mm-hmm. With their intentions, with, with, with their intentions yeah. and realistic, you know, um, I'm the type of person where like I'm very upfront and I'm very uh, honest. So it's okay, like you don't have to like I'm like the cool down to earth person in the industry, like the funny cool person, but I'm also serious. So don't mm-hmm. so don't play with me. But it's like you know I'll balance it out. Like talk to me, like what's going on. And I want to work with you on figuring out the best solution. I might not be the person that you may that you may need to ask. You might need to ask somebody else. Yeah. And if I like the idea that much, I can refer you to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's how it is for me. I'm very open. But I think for people that you don't know, you have to be just organically just honest, and you have to be strategic. If you're not strategic. It defeats the whole purpose of speaking to them. You're not gonna get what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like if somebody in, if somebody came on um, to you guys' Instagram, it was like an artist, like, oh, guys, I would like to get an interview. Like, how do I go about getting an interview? I want to be interviewed. Oh, not even. They'll share their YouTube link. Hey guys, look at my YouTube link. Are you guys gonna reply? I know I'm not. No. She no. Okay, so I'm I not. might look at it, but it depends because. <laughs> okay. um, just your approach is off. I had like. somebody message me on a nut for another show, and they clearly didn't listen to the show because they automatically assumed that we played music and it was a talk show. So they was like, "I love your show. I want to be a guest to talk." Or like, "I love." No, they said, "Oh, I love the music that you guys play on your show." And I was like, <laughs> "We don't even play music." That's why I was like, "I'm so not even responding you're a liar. back." Like, you're yeah, right. Just That's what I'm saying. Like, and that goes back to you're doing your research. Doing your research, yeah. being honest. You're not, you're not even. First of all, you didn't do your research. You're not being honest because you're lying to me right exactly. now. Exactly. And thirdly, you're not being strategic. So X, you're out. <laughs> you know. So it's just that simple. Like, it's just easier to just. Look at the person's profile and say, hey, you know what? I seen that you guys had Avery on um, your last episode. I need a PR. Is there any way that I can, like, the next time you guys, like, come, the next time you guys are, um, are basically taping, could I bring over, like, my USB so you guys need to get to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a referral is better than me actually speaking to her through DM. Yeah. She may not answer. She seems so busy. Like, being honest. That's true. I don't even think people even think to do to go that route. Yeah, because people are always trying to, you know, 
they go around and be conniving a little bit, try to, you know, sometimes that's the best I mean, everybody wants to step on somebody's toes or step on somebody's neck Mm -hmm. in the industry or in general, like, and I'm willing to do the same thing too, because you know why? They'll do it to me in a heartbeat. (laughs) So, you know, I'm I'm tired of being nice. 2018 is not about being nice to people. Yeah. This is me. This, um, Of course, I'm I'm very nice as well. So I don't know how to separate. (laughs) I don't know how to, like, separate people into categories of like okay you're actually my friend okay you're actually an acquaintance okay you i'm only hitting you up because you're good for these type of services you know that i need help with like i am not good at deciphering who Give goes an into what that can help you um just somebody just, okay let's talk about the approach because mm. a lot of times people approach me at, through my personal social media and they try to build up this rapport. And I'm like, okay, I'm one of those people that LOLs everybody. LOL, hey, <laughs> LOL, okay. Whatever, I'm the LOL queen. I would do that to you to the death till we both die. And it does, and we, that don't necessarily. Yeah, it won't necessarily mean that we are best friends. But, you know, I'm just letting you know that I'm friendly. And we can, you can have a conversation if you need to ask. It will go from that to either asking for a personal contact email phone number what have you because we're going to be in the same area for an event or whatever or oh hey i'm going to be at this event let's link up to talk a little bit Mm -hmm. then it goes from that to possibly doing something that's work related Mm -hmm. it may or may not happen and then it's just like regular conversation from that so that's when i'm like do i keep you as friend are you a contact that i save for business potential business like i don't know how to so, I think sometimes you just got to let it flow. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, um, how can I say? There was somebody that, right, she's really good at doing like fashion events, etc. And me and her knew each other through Instagram. Like, we followed each other organically. We didn't care. We didn't know each other. We just followed each other and followed each other's careers. And we kept it spinning. She was in Philly. I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't see you like that, but I'm happy for you. Hey, girl, hey. Mm-hmm. That was it. Just organic highs. But whatever. So it happened that one of my friends said, hey, do you know, said to her, hey, do you know a girl named Avery? She said, Avery, Miss Artistry, that sounds familiar. Let me see her Instagram. Oh, I know of her, like me and her like each other's stuff. Okay, cool. So we met up in person at an event and she allowed my client to come through to her event and be on the carpet or whatever. And then me and her still didn't really like hit it off like that. It was just like, through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. she held it down. Mm-hmm. And then when she came back to New York after that event, it was like, Avery, let's link up. Mm-hmm. So we linked up and we just built that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was like, once you see how somebody is in person and how they are around other people, put people in a situation where they're with you, but also with other people. Yeah. So you see how they talk to people, how they act, if they're really genuine or not. And then you'll know how to open up a conversation to know if they can be a friend mm-hmm. or they should strictly business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you don't need to be friends with everybody. Like, we know what no, the relationship don't. is. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to be buddy-buddy. Because buddy. I, I feel like whenever I'm in contact with somebody in the industry, it's always like, I always get the treatment that's like, oh, sh- straight to email. But then when in, when it's in reverse, everyone's hitting me up. I guess it's just kind of like, I guess my persona people just approach me that way mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe other people just get hit up a million times in a day that they don't even have the time to bother to be personable i guess in yeah. that way so that's probably what it is but i'm just like yeah and it's just, i can't we all i feel like i'm friends with everybody <laughs> oh like, no it's definitely so not weird me. like it's so weird i don't know i'm definitely like it's always i'm always balancing or trying to figure out do i care do i need them to do the whole hey how you doing or do i feel like if you're trying to do that I feel like it's fake because you're just you just want to ask me for something like I'd rather you just get to the point you know so I, it's like a, it all depends on what they're asking too right yeah you know if you're asking like oh, oh Avery do you mind if I can just get free PR services for this month no I haven't spoken to you in like five months no like <laughs> <laughs> no but if it's somebody that's like they've been like paying me already and it's like Avery like this month is really a bad month for me. Can I pay you at the end of the month instead of the first? All right. Maybe we could go half and half, but I don't know. But it's just like that. Like, it all depends on how 
the person is asking you mm-hmm. for the favor or for the hello or for the advice. Um, I think also too, like for friendship and business, you just gotta be stern. Like you gotta be stern. You gotta be stern. Like if it's like, cause I also too on this on the side, my supplementary my supplementary income. Yes, <laughs> you gotta use that. Yeah. I um I I work for the DOE mm-hmm. Department of Education, so I do substitute teaching for special needs. So different scenarios happen. Different different scenarios happen, and if one happened where a, a, a probably shouldn't be saying this, but whatever. Um, a, a teacher's mother came, I mean, a student's mother came in and was like, hey, um, came into the classroom during dismissal. It was like, bum rushing the classroom, like, asking to see the other kid's work, trying to compare her, his, her son's work to the other kid's work. And the teacher's was looking like, no, she cannot be doing that. She can't do that. Whatever. The whole point is, if they don't put their foot down on that one teacher... When she goes, I mean, to that one parent, when she goes to speak to another parent, she's going to tell the parent what she's done. Yes. And then that other parent's going to try to do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So, no, you have to put your foot down, mm-hmm. which is why it's like, go to M-U-L-T-I-A-R-T-I-S-C-R-Y-E-N-T.com yes. to inquiry, to inquire. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back to you as soon as possible, within 48 hours. Okay, mom. Yes. You know? Because it's like, <laughs> it's, you got to put your foot down because then you wouldn't be able to... You can't be flexible with everybody. That's yeah. true. And that's just the reality of life. And that's business. Yeah, that's the tricky part about <clears throat> using social media, especially your personal, to promote your business and stuff like that. Because you always get those people that just slide through your personal stuff and think it's like, oh, okay. And they never touch. Like, I have people who would never even email my business email. They would just be like, all right, I'm going to just text you. Like, no. This right. is the email. And, it's, and sometimes <laughs> it's okay to just text me depending on if it's like, if it's happening today and mm-hmm. it's like last minute and it's like, I can't even get to emails anymore. Text me. If I tell you to text me, text me. If I tell you to email me, email, email me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that simple. And nobody wants to follow um, directions either. Yeah, that's that's the toughest. You got somebody click link in my bio. They don't. <laughs> where, where, where my I email is in my bio, in my profile. What email? I don't see it. <laughs> you have to click it to get to it. <laughs> click it. Read. We had so that many people hilarious. that like message us or like I have people text us. Oh, like where? Where's the? Where can I listen to it? The link. Nice. Just click <laughs> on the link. The link, it's in the the link is available for everyone if you want. I mean, literally. And so yeah, I mean, I think it just all depends on. It all depends, you guys. I think it all depends on the situation. But again, like. Put your foot down and give, like, for example, some somebody hit me up today asking to book somebody, right? They're not my client. They get somebody that I know in the industry that's a celebrity. And they're like, hey, um, this is the date they have available. They want to book him. You Are you cool with him? Is, is it possible booking? I'm like, yeah, okay, but, like, what's the information? How much are you trying to book him for? Mm-hmm. I'm not hitting him up for $1,000. For, for, for I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to hit him up for a thousand dollars. So it's like those type of things. Um, you just gotta be stern about it, and it's okay to be stern with your friends too. It's okay, cause if you're a true friend, you want me to stay. You want me to practice. And you yeah. want me to practice. Exactly. <laughs> Let me practice on you, friend. That's so true. <laughs> so yeah. That's yeah. so true. Um, let me say. Any last words of advice that you would give to a fellow creative who's just starting, who wants to get into PR or wants to um, start working with independent artists? It's so much. It's so much to say, and it's a lot to say. But one thing I can say is like, don't give up. It's so cliche, but I also feel like it's working. It's working. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, time heals. Uh, don't give up on your clients. Mm-hmm. If you believe in them, the world will believe in them. Um, trust your gut and tell your clients to trust you too. Um, if you're a creative, show them. Don't talk. I, I need to see what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I need to see what's going on. I got <laughs> You're creative. Show me the creation. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, and what else? 
And I think as an entrepreneur, I think just stay focused on your business and not allowing people to deter you from what's important for your business and what why like why you created this business and keeping you on track of the, the your morals and you know letting your um your clients understand your morals and your values of your business just like how you go into work for starbucks mm -hmm. and they give you a big handout of what you got to do what you can't do how to treat customers how you brew your coffee whatever make your business like that mm -hmm. create a manual because people will do whatever and have people sign ndas mm -hmm. okay that's perfect yes um, any information that you want to give to our listeners about um, any events or just your how they can get in contact with you yeah, if they're interested yourself. in learning more about you? If you do invite people to call you for or, or to email you for, for a possible informational sure, um, <laughs> coffee. Of course, I love coffee. So if you ever want to send me something, I can send you my P.O. box. You <laughs> might end up getting some blogs, write-ups in a second. If you send me some coffee... Um, no, seriously though, um, my name is Avery again, Avery Watson, also known as Miss Artistry on Instagram, uh, Avery Miss Artistry on Twitter, Facebook Multi Artistry ENT. Uh, my email is maepublicity at gmail.com. And if you want to like do a brand partnership, I have partnerships with other companies. So I have a branding agency that I'm working with, I have a digital marketing agency that I'm working with. So whenever a client hires me, we also get you um, digital marketing. So um, I have a company that I'm working with called Mogul Media. They, they handle um, Facebook um, promotion for Cardi B. So KSR groups, uh, management groups, um, other artists like Hood Celebrity, um, Josh, etc. So I love Hood. Yeah, so <laughs> if you guys work with me, you get more than just PR. I get you some, some digital. I get you some branding. So I got the illustration team. I got the social media team. I got all of those things. So basically, I'm really creating my mini label, which is why it's called Multi Artistry Entertainment. Hey, girl. <laughs> you know, Diddy, watch out. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I love Diddy. I'm just joking. But yeah, so that's it. Like, follow me, Miss Artistry. Um, I'm about to give up my phone number. I'm oh, still, child. I was about to give it out. No, no, no. <laughs> just email me and I'll be willing to talk to you guys for sure. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for taking I the time out. I feel doper today. Yes. yes. Girl. Yes. Uh, we want to thank Miss Avery again for coming thank out you. to talk to us. Your busy today. schedule. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on all our socials at Dope Girl Dialect. That's on Twitter and IG. You can also email us at dopegirldialect at gmail.com. Make sure to hashtag us at DGDPod to stay in the know, in yes. the conversation with us. Um, Go like our Facebook page too. Oh yes, we do got a Facebook page. Yes. Facebook. Get that going. Dot com slash dope Follow them. Yeah. Okay. And make sure you are in tune with all the creatives that we've had so far on Dope Girl Dialect and you're get, catching these gems and whatever um, comments or concerns or questions that you have, please, please, please feel free to let us know and just let us know that you um, found us via ig or whatever 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 whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um sugar signing out for jodeci not, not the, the group. group we'll see you guys <laughs> next time all right